Okay. So we're beginning now chapter five. In chapter four, we discuss how the godly soul is part of God's essence name of four letters, the inner aspects of godliness, and therefore different than all other creation that comes from the more external name, the divine name of Elohim, supernal speech. For the soul to come down, to be enclosed in a physical body, in a physical world, had to descend through concealing planes by means of the letters that comprise the divine utterance, let us make man. But since the soul is coming from the inner aspect of the divine life force, the soul is higher than the supernal speech. It's undergoing a descent through the divine speech. And that's why the Torah tells us that God blew the soul into Adam, meaning that it comes from an inner level because blowing comes from your inner aspect. So even though the soul is invested in the body through this external agency of speech, through the utterance, let us make man, but it derives from the inner aspect of speech, the breath of speech. So man is different from all the creation, including angels, because they derive from the external aspect of speech. So the inner and the external aspect of the soul is deriving from the internal aspect of godliness. The inner aspect of the soul is coming from God's four-letter name, the inner aspect of godliness. The external aspect of the soul is deriving from the inner level of this external aspect called, relatively speaking, divine speech. So this connects to the verse for God's people is a part of God. Jacob is a robe of his inheritance. So this shows there's two levels. The inner aspect of the soul is the first part of the phrase. God's people is a part of God. The external aspect of the soul is the second half of the phrase. Jacob is the rope of his inheritance. So if we could think of a rope, that's the upper end. On one hand, we have the upper end of the rope bound above. Then we have the lower end below. So we have the upper end of the soul bound above. We have the lower end that's enclosed within the body. If we're thinking of that phrase of God blowing the soul within the body, it's bringing out a very amazing point that only is relevant with breath, but wouldn't be relevant with speech. By blowing, if you're blowing in a certain direction and there's some obstruction there, then the breath isn't going to reach the place. which does not work in terms of speech. Speech doesn't have the concept of an obstruction that you speak the words, and because of some obstruction, the words don't penetrate and you don't hear them. But breath does have the concept of an obstruction that would not allow the breath to reach its destination. 
So we have this idea then that there could be something obstructing the breath of God. Now, what could obstruct God? Obviously, God is everything. Everything is God. Heaven and earth is God. But the prophet says, your sins separate you from God. So the obstruction to God is a sin. Because a sin opposes the will of God. So when we're thinking of this person who receives the excision of the soul, let's remember that metaphor of the rope binding the soul to God. That upper end of the rope binding the soul to God, the lower end keeping the soul in the body. So it's as if that rope is severed from the final hey for the four-letter name of God. So what happens then? Well, then the soul, enclosed within the body, can't receive its vitality from its source in the divine name. During the time when Jewish people receive the vitality only from the side of holiness, for example, during the time of the temple, if there wasn't this spiritual life force, there was physical death. Now that's for a sin that involves excision, the most enormous obstruction of the divine breath. But all sins is coming is as if you're snapping some of the ropes in the thread connecting the soul to God. We can imagine that this rope connecting us to God is woven of 613 strands. And if one violates one of the commandments, that strand of that commandment is severed. And obviously, if one has violated any commandment, there are many strands that are severed, and then the rope is very, very weakened. Even though that person, who, God forbid, has done such a transgression that he's incurred excision of the soul or death at the hand of heaven, which would mean that the rope between him, his soul, and God has been severed, but there's still an impression of the divine soul within him. It's enabled him to live until he's 50 if he received excision. Or 60 if he received death by the hand of heaven. 